don't let us win one. Not, don't even let us win one. Those are the words of Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown earlier today. It's Tuesday, May 23rd, 11.25 p.m., and I am just buzzing. I am just so giddy, so gleeful that the Boston Celtics are now down 3-1 to one against the Miami Heat. And if you told me that I would be saying those words even just a week ago, I would have just been at a loss. I would have been stunned, said there's no way. Well, we live in a reality where, uh, where, where that's all we've got. We have to cling on to every little thing we get right now as Celtics fans. And look, we're, we're going to get into the West. We're going to get into LA, uh, Denver advancing. I don't think everybody is quite familiar. It's been a while since I've talked about Jokic and gone on a love fest, um, don't forget, he is still one of my favorite non-Celtics, and um, I would love to play against him in the finals. Um, but before we get into the Jokic Love Fest and LeBron's doing his BS bait, I'm retiring. Oh, I don't really care if I play with my son. Yeah, BS. Whatever. Le- LeBron, I love him to death. He is the GOAT. The GOAT, okay? Um but dude, he so obviously is gonna he's gonna he is gonna be the king of farewell tours. No pun intended on the king part. Uh before we get into all that, there is one thing to address. The very first bulletin board material is that the Celtics show out in Miami in game four. And like I said, I'm clinging to anything I can get right now. Okay. I'm taking anything. Any grain, any pinch of happiness, any little tinge of joy you give me, I'm going to take it and I'm going to run a fucking mile with it, okay? Because I need it. Because I can't stand to see this team go out sad. And getting swept is the equivalent of going out sad. And this team, I just, I thought there's no way they have that in them. Like they're just going to lay down and just mope and bitch on their way to Cancun. Like, I was not ready for the Cancun, and we already got Bahamas memes from uh, Charles Barkley tonight, and thank God. that Like, if Tatum doesn't show up and the Celtics don't win tonight, that stupid clip of him saying, does that shirt say Bahamas on it? Like, like moments before disaster was going to be haunting every Celtics fan for the next, like, six months. But we live to see another day. And... I'm not saying anything about the future, about the season, about even the series. Look, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. We went in and we did something that hasn't been done in this postseason before, and that's beat Miami on their home floor. That has yet to happen this postseason. Okay? That took a lot of guts. It took a lot of will, a lot of strength. It took a lot of star power. Thank you, Jason Tatum. Although... I was scared to death you weren't going to be able to play. This You weren't going to get back in this game because the start of the fourth quarter, I'm just looking at it, it's like 11 minutes, no scoring for the Celtics. 10 minutes, okay, here's a foul here, a foul here. It's like, okay, surely he's got to come in at some point. And it wasn't until this timeout with like nine minutes left that he finally gets to check back in. As soon as he does, mid-range, bang. Finally, they immediately address this 
halfway bullshit narrative about his fourth quarter scoring and you know I don't know you know how I feel about Jason Tatum um I would agree a little heinous that he did not have any field goal makes in games one and two um and then you know they milked it in game three but that was a blowout and they didn't he didn't play in the fourth quarter so anyway we are getting ahead of ourselves here I am just clinging on to anything I can get and that game was that's going to get me through the next couple of days it's going to get me through uh Wednesday it's going to get me through the work day on Thursday and we've got a game in Boston we've got a game five in Boston What can you say, man? What can you say? At this point, we gotta we we gotta win out. We gotta, we gotta win out, but we got two more games on our home floor. And I know the home court advantage, it hasn't been there. Um look, I hope and pray that everybody who gets the chance to be at the garden on Thursday, and if we're blessed to have a game seven, um, that they just go crazy. They lose their voice. They go absolutely nuts. I can't believe it, but this team does deserve it. I mean, they push back. They should poise, and they've been so great all year long. Don't let this stretch, this bad week of a ball, dictate how you feel about this team, this group that we've had, this group that we've had for years. Think back, Marcus Smart, what, 2012, 2013 draft? Jalen Brown, 2016, Jason, 17. We've had Al with this group. Excuse his little sabbatical he took with OKC and, uh, of course, Philly. Um, Al comes out the gates tonight, by the way. Just got to just tip the tip of the cap to Al for the great shooting tonight. Um, Rob, Brad Stevens has been here as a coach, but now is arguably doing even a, be- a better job in the front office. So this group, man, I was truly saddened um, after game three. Truly. Uh, truly. I, it brought a tear to my eye watching that team quit. Um, well, watching that team, I was uh, saying absolutely heinous things in my living room, um, probably throwing stuff, you know, but later that night, just like seriously, like revisiting all the years, all the trips to the playoffs, the trip to the finals last year, and just being like, wow, this is really, I was, yeah, it, like, I really thought it was going to end in such a sad way. And I did not want to see this team go out that way. I thought they were just too good for that. Um, and tonight they stepped up. And I'm loving, we're still, you know, I haven't gotten a chance to really you know, dive in totally to everything. And so surely I'll stay up really late tonight uploading this for one, but also watching all the post-game presser stuff. Um, we're getting some good stuff, some good some good sound bites out of the club. Jalen went on to confirm or not. I mean, if you needed confirmation to know that half the shit that the media makes up when a team is really going through it, um, like, dude, half the, half the shit's always made up, okay? And he was sure to quiet that. The team was together last night, you know. That I I think that speaks volumes. If you follow Dave Portnoy, if you're a, if you're a Celtics fan, I'm surprised you you don't. You probably do. You know that he's look. Take it with a grain of salt, I guess. Look, I buy it. 
Um, the guy lives in Florida. I don't doubt he has connections and with, you know, business owners in Miami. Um, supposedly like got the team, like, like, a, I guess they rented out like a, a restaurant or whatever, but there was a team meeting and, you know, Dave says he was partially, um, you know, for, you know, took some credit there. I, I guess like having the connection, look, Hey, whatever it takes, man, I don't care if, uh, I don't care what it takes. This team needs to be together. They need to be on it. And I think that, uh, you know, all we could hear about game three, even even from Missoula and the rest of the guys, it seemed like the, the key word was disconnect or disconnected. This team was disconnected out there. They didn't know, you know, they, they, they just looked lost, okay? And they didn't look like they trusted one another. And tonight that was totally different. Totally different tonight, and this team looked confident. They looked inspired. They were they were excellent on defense tonight. Excellent. Caleb Martin gets out of the gates hot again. Go go figure. Um, I joked on Twitter that if Cody Martin projects to have any type of explosion like this in his future, we should make him an offseason priority. Go go seek him out from Charlotte. Um, you know, I, I kind of think that this, that Caleb Martin's explosion is going to somehow increase Cody Martin's trade value. Just, just throwing it out there. Uh, also, would be weird to see them on the same team in Miami, at least. Um, whatever. <laughs> I can get so easily sidetracked on these late night podcasts. Hey, look, um, this team showed up tonight, and I'm fucking proud of them because they looked dejected they looked like they couldn't care less they couldn't be moved the other night in game three um they showed up tonight they showed out i'm really happy about it it's one play one possession one quarter one stretch one run uh one game at a time man that's all this team can live live on and you know, I love what we saw tonight. Just the energy. I mean, um, the Caleb Martin point. He comes out of the gates firing. And I sent out a tweet. He needs to, we need to, like, I'm not in the in the injuries or, or, or being, you know, playing, uh, you know, Bush League. I'm not into that shit. But there's something to making a guy think twice about driving to the rim. You know, whether it's a body bump, it's a, it's a hard foul. You know, in the spirit of the game, we see hard fouls all the time. That's all I'm saying. But this guy goes to the basket unchecked every time. And it's like, I get it. Sometimes you don't want to foul um, on certain plays because it's like, you know, you, it's really easy to get to foul trouble. And we've seen that in these playoffs. Uh, obviously, you're running a shorter rotation. You're running less guys out there. You don't, you know, you got to be careful. You got to pick your spots. But if you got to waste one foul on wrapping a guy up, and saying, hey, you're not going to fucking get to the rim on me every time, then then do that. Um, all of a sudden, in the second half, I see him getting run off of screens. I see him getting, uh, I see guys getting out there, getting good, good, good contests up, okay? There's a difference between running out on a shot and throwing a hand up there like, you're, like you give a shit and actually getting up in a guy's space and putting a hand where he can't see the basket. That's a good contest. And so often these guys are on Miami are just going unchecked 
Gabe Vincent, unchecked, getting around a screen, bang. Um, was really in the second half where they locked in uh, in that third quarter, and they and they they didn't allow it. Um, so that's what it's going to take. It's going to take that level of defense, um, that level of hustle. You can't take any plays off with this team. They will cook you. They will burn you. Okay, they really will. Um, if you let them, if you let their guys get open, they will make you pay. All right, they just will. Um, they've shown that. They've proven that. This team is, you know, we make the jokes about the undrafted, and you know, some of the TNT guys make it seem like they're fucking Make a Wish kids. You know, they are NBA players for for a reason. And all of these guys, they're not new. Gabe Vincent's been in this league a couple of years. The uh, Caleb Martin's been in this league a few years. Duncan Robinson, although it seems like he's a professional podcaster now. Um, has been in this league for a few years and played in huge games. These are real NBA players. Oh, and don't forget that they have one, probably the second best guy in the playoffs all, you know, this year in Jimmy Butler and a top five center in this league in Bam Adebayo. So I know it's real easy to look at the Celtics roster and be like, oh my God, look at the talent. But then it's like, okay, Miami's like, they've got two true stars and they got a, got they got a bunch of guys who one give a shit, but two can knock down shots, and play hard, like acting as though they just got a bunch of guys just picked up a bunch of guys off the street is is heinous. It's ridiculous. It's disrespectful. Um, I know they played they played pretty poorly all year, lost almost two playing games, almost were not even in this playoffs at all. Um, but if they haven't won you over by now, beating Miami beating a good New York team. Fucking sending Boston down 3-0. Like this team's legit. They've been they went to the finals uh 2 years ago or 3 years ago. They've been to the East Finals um 3 in the last 4 years. This is a real team with the best coach in basketball, may I remind you. Okay? So I think we can start to just, we can we can scrap the idea that they're just, you know, uh, I mean, if you want to say Cinderella story, go ahead. But I, no, dude, it's an NBA. They're NBA guys, okay? It's just that's just what they are. They're they're NBA guys, okay? They're not fucking college guys. They're not G leaguers. So, case in point, the Celtics showed a lot of grit, a lot of poise tonight. I'm really excited that I get to just be a fan for. If nothing more, a couple more days. I get to be a fan for another couple of days. The season is not over yet. Every game that the Celtics win, my summer without them becomes a little bit shorter. Think of it like that. Think of it like that. I don't want to see this team get broken up. And if this team and if this team goes out in a poor fashion, I mean, they've already remedied it a little bit, but if they were to go out in four, this team is definitely getting broken up. I couldn't see a way in which Missoula wouldn't be fired. And look, after game three, I was pretty harsh, as was everybody else. Um, I'm kind of glad I didn't do a podcast after that. There's no way it would have been in the least bit positive. No way. No way. Uh-uh. No way. Instead, I let my emotions, you know, boil and then kind of calm down and relax a little bit and i think we can all kind of breathe for a little bit um 
Al Horford made a great point going into today that this team can play loose. They can play free. If if there was ever pressure on you in the series, forget that. Forget that. You haven't earned the right to have pressure on you because it's all in Miami now. And then they asked him about that after the game tonight. And he just laughed and was like, yeah, it's kind of still that way. It's only 3-1. Like, it's not 3-3 now. It's, it's 3-1. So all the pressure is... You know the balls. The balls in Miami's court. I, I I don't think that's really the right phrase for what's happening right <laughs> happening right now. But um, point is, um, you just it's so cliche, but you take it one day at a time, one game at a time, man. That's it. That's all we can do as fans and them as players. Missoula as the coach. It's one play at a time, man. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Um, this has been a lot of feels and just like not really game analysis. You want the game analysis? Like I'm not going to, if you want stats, you can get on ESPN. Look, here's the game analysis. Um, Tatum went fucking ballistic in the second half. There you go. There you go. If I didn't already say that, uh, uh there you go. Brown. I love Jalen Brown so much and I no matter how dark my thoughts got recently I'm still on the I'm still the president of the never trade Jalen Brown club by the way still hold that that position um look it's only up from here for this guy right like right it's only up for up, up from here it's an IE was good um, he impacted the game in ways that weren't scoring. He ended up with 17. Missed missed a lot of free throws, man. I, that kind of worries me, but um, maybe it's just a matter of seeing one go down. You know, they were talking about on the broadcast whether it's the elbow. I don't know. I think it's just a slump. Um, I think it's just a slump. Maybe the mask should go back on. I don't know. I don't know. Um he was talking with uh, Anthony Edwards after the game, though, in the, in the tunnel, and he looked really loose. He looked like he was, like, relaxed and, like, smiling. It was like, wow. And uh, I think it's really cool that that these other players in the league keep coming to watch the Celtics and that they support these guys. It was actually very reminiscent of when um, Donovan Mitchell approached Tatum after Game 6 in the Philly series and was just, you know, you could see that sigh of relief on Tatum, like, wow, I got the monkey off my back. I turned in a great performance in the fourth quarter, and we're going to have a game seven. And then, of course, he, you know, the rest is history. He goes on to have 51. So maybe this is one of those moments, one of those, like, I don't know, just getting the monkey off his back, talking to one of his, his guys from Atlanta, you know, seeing, you know, another player getting in your ear and just telling you, like, maybe it's just like, just letting you know that you're you're still that guy, you know. Uh, sometimes you just need to hear that, get a boost of confidence, and uh, you know, hopefully that's what it is. And uh, Jalen can start to turn it around here. Al Horford, we hit it a little bit. Um, comes out the gates firing, great shooting night for him. Actually, I mean, I think he only made three three triples, but that's three more than he's been making per game. Okay, and uh, we need Al Horford. We do, we do. I've called him out. For a couple of things over the last week, one of which being that kind of I kind of called into question this team's leadership a little bit um, in a tweet, 
And I think I said that Al Horford hijacking timeouts is not real leadership. I do still feel that way. Um, like, this was in the midst of, like, after Missoula himself had said that he thought there was a disconnect between him and the guys, um, that's where I really, I just kind of went off. I, I was very upset. And I want I want guys on the court to be talking. I want guys in the huddle to be talking. But when a, when a player who's not performing very well, by the way, it's really hard to take a guy serious when he's not playing well, just, I don't know, takes over an entire huddle and, and during a timeout and is just like, start screaming at guys. I, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. The coach is there for a reason. Whether he's Phil Jackson or Joe Mazzulla, while he's here, I think he deserves your respect. I think he deserves to be heard. If you have something to say to him, save it. Say it to him. Save it after the game. Um, you know, or at least go about it in the right manner. But I just, I, I get tired of seeing some of these these clips from these timeouts where it's like, and sometimes it's smart, um, but but you know, it, it when it's it just I just think it's in poor taste when a player just hijacks a huddle. I just really don't like it. I really don't like it. It's like the coach is right there for a reason. He's watching the game. He's planned for this. He's, you know, while I do think Joe is a little bit, I I don't want to say anything negative about this team right now. But Joe at, at moments has looked a little bit in over his head. He's never really been a head coach anywhere. So, you know, go figure. Um, but he's figuring it out, and this team is good enough for him to kind of buy him time. Now being down three zero, that's a that's a that's a lofty that's a lofty amount of time. But uh, hey, man, I I think I'm I'm good talking about the Celtics. I'm happy. You're happy. Maybe you're not happy. Maybe you're Heat in four plans, and your bet just didn't cash. Um, I'm sorry. Um, this probably isn't the place for you, man. It's going to get really rough over the, if, if this team does like I want them to, takes it one player at a time. We got a game five in Boston. <laughs> if things break right for the Celtics, man, this is not going to be the place for any Heat fans. I'm just, I'm just getting that out now. I'm just getting that out now. You were, you were warned. I need a break. I need to take a quick break and we'll get into LeBron doing the bullshit I'm retiring thing and um and Jokic being in the finals. Other side of the playoff bracket out west that has quickly been resolved. Thank you to the Denver Nuggets. They take out LA in four games. I gotta admit, I didn't I didn't see it coming. I didn't see a sweep. I didn't see a sweep and I just still don't I don't feel bad about that because LA for the most part was really locked into that series. And you know, uh Adam Win Adam Winhorse. Brian Winhorse goes on the air today on some stupid ESPN midday show. I don't know. I have a job, so I don't, you know, watch ESPN's mid middle of the day programming. But uh he says it was like it was insane. The way he put it, it was like, that is the best series that L.A. 
or that a team has ever played when they got swept ever. And like, I got what his sentiment was, but meat riding LeBron and, and the Lakers again was just like, dude, come on, get a grip. But truthfully, LA was really impressive in certain stretches. But I mean, it, it, you know, how great were you if you got, if you got swept? Just like Boston tonight, if they got swept, if they didn't turn this around and show up, how impressive was this team to begin with, okay? Um, part of that with L.A. is just the fact that Nikola Jokic is the best player in the world. Point blank. Point blank, he just is, man. Um, if everybody's available, if Giannis is fully healthy, you know, let's talk about it. But right now, Nikola Jokic is the best player on the planet right now. Okay? And there's 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 so there's really nothing you, you can do with him. Anthony Davis going into that series was easily, you know, regarded as the best defender and uh, you know, that was remaining or the best defender through the playoffs up until that point. And he still is. He's still excellent. Okay? Nothing has changed about Anthony Davis. It's just the fact that that's Nikola Jokic. Okay? That is Nikola Jokic. And I think he is deserving of a third MVP. Um, this has been a really rough couple of weeks for Joel Embiid and his supporters. Look, it's a regular season award, yada, yada, yada. Ah, bullshit. I didn't think he deserved it in the regular season. And um, here we go. It just feels even better now. Just feels even better now, okay? Uh, Denver is going to, to the finals for their first time ever. Congratulations, Denver. I almost wasn't going to do the Denver thing tonight, but... Um, you know, they deserve it, man. They deserve it. What's more people need to be talking about Denver. First trip to the finals ever. Congratulations to you, Denver. You know, this is a really awesome group. It's super fun to root for. Follow them on Instagram because every night after a win, they post the locker room video where Michael Malone hands out the chains and they break down the, like certain numbers. And it's really, this group is so connected, so locked in. You could only dream that your team is this close, that they're this tight, that they all pull for each other this way. This team really roots for one another. Michael Malone is um, maybe, you know, one of the three best coaches in the sport. Maybe he's two behind Spo. I mean, this team is awesome, man. It's so easy. They're so easy to root for. Uh, Nikola Jokic is just the epitome of... A guy like a franchise guy you want, um, never gets too high, never gets too low, really, really gives a shit. Um, I just think he's the best player in the world right now. He just is. He's just continued to go up another level every year, and I think that's the thing that gets lost on us sometimes with these guys is like they win their first MVP or they do something, they go on a really late like playoff run, and we're like, man, this is it for them. This is their peak. Like this is it. No, the guy won two MVPs, and he's the best version of himself right now, and who's to say that he doesn't even get even better? Um, there was nothing that L.A. could do with him this series, no matter what they threw at him. Um, it kind of helped that Jamal Murray ha has really turned into Bubble Murray. Uh, he has his moments where it's like, oh, that doesn't look so good. Uh, it was game two or game three where he had the really slow start and then just turns it on for 25-plus in the fourth quarter. And 
he's capable of doing that. He's one of the few guys in this league who's capable of capable of doing that. And he's out there in the in the media calling for the respect, saying he's better than a lot of guys in this league. And hey, I would agree. Um, he's still yet to to make an All Star team in his career. He's age twenty six. Uh, a lot of that though is is you know due to health and availability. But right now, he is he he's one of the best shot makers alive in this playoffs, and he is a scary, scary threat. The ability that Denver has to quickly turn to a, to just turn to the to the two-man game between Jokic and Murray is scary. Like, they can just turn to that. When things aren't really clicking, when the role guys aren't making shots, say KCP, Aaron Gordon, uh, at times Aaron Gordon was left alone on the island, uh, he could have set up a lawn chair and read a fucking book. Um, the Lakers weren't worried about him. When all that stuff goes out the window, the Nuggets have the best two-man game, the best two-man pick and roll. The be- Murray Jokic is the best pick and roll in the game right now. I won't hear it otherwise. Um, Brown and Tatum, if they actually used it more than once a blue moon, would maybe be in the running, but we don't ever see it. So... You know, here's to hoping, but uh, Murray uh, Jokic is just unstoppable. It's unstoppable. They are the best NBA Jam duo you could dream up right now in the league today. Denver was too much. I am so fearful of them if I am either team in the East coming out. Um, if Jokic gets his hands on his, on this ring, it's super meaningful. It's super meaningful. Jokic is approaching year 10 in the NBA. He's 2014 draft. You know, everybody knows he gets drafted during a sec during the second round. He gets his name gets called during a Taco Bell commercial, you know, on ESPN. Um, but he is past the point of, you know, when we start to question guys, you know, are they winners? Are they gonna go go get the whole thing Jokic definitely gets a pass in some of these years because of his team just hasn't been healthy just hasn't been um but this is it this is their moment they can go and they can grab it and I think it really establishes him really solidifies him as one of the all-time great centers in this league I mean he's already the greatest passing big man we've ever seen his scoring ability is is up there with some of the best. Um, I think a lot of the triple-double shit for a lot of guys in the league is overrated. And I'm not giving Jokic a pass, but, I mean, you you feel it, though. Like, you really feel his impact, his presence all over the game. I've seen Jokic in person probably half a dozen times now, and he is, to me, I think the most impressive guy I've seen just he even in person he doesn't necessarily jump off of the court at you but you feel him the entire time like rebound there crazy outlet pass there oh three-pointer here he makes a lot of those for a seven-footer oh he's gonna just bully his way to the basket send a second guy doesn't matter he's either gonna score over the top of both or he's gonna kick it out to the open guy in the corner three bang Oh, how much is my team down by? Oh, 30? Oh, great. Like, he has his fingerprints all over every single game he's ever played in. And 
it's it's an unmatched or unrivaled dominance that we have in this league today. And it's not dominance in the way that Shaq dominated, right? It's not, I'm just going to strictly bulldoze you and impress you with my physicality. Is Jokic capable of doing that? Yes. Did he exert that and show that and demonstrate that in the, in the Lakers series? Yes. Um, but it's also the fact he's a savant of the game, throws passes that maybe only LeBron can throw. It, you know, he he's right there with the best passers to ever play this game. One of the most fun guys to ever watch. Um, he's revolutionizing the way the center position is being played. Uh, truly special. And the defensive flashes that he showed, um, I'm not going to go dig up four game sample size ratings of, you know, defensive rating. Um, although they probably would be, I mean, I mean, how much, how many, how much time did, did Jokic spend off the floor? You know, there's really not a lot of good on off numbers when a guy plays 45 plus minutes. Um, but I'm just telling you, I test, I like what I see from Jokic on the defensive end in these playoffs. Um, and if he does ever get cooked on a play, it's like, do remember that he's shouldering 85% of the offense for them. You know, everything goes through him. Um, so you got to remember that sometimes with these high high usage guys. Like, you got to remember, like, not every play can they go all out on both sides. Um, but this would also be one of the greatest... I don't even want to call it a revenge tour. I'm not saying that like Joel Embiid is not deserving, right? But when you think about this, it's like how fucking awesome is Jokic and his team was the one seed and had he just been incredible all year and you have the game where Embiid just sits out against Jokic um, down the stretch of the season. I, I don't know. I'm not revisiting the MVP thing. Like he's got two of them. It's history will not frown upon Nicola for not getting the third. And who's to say he doesn't get one next year? But this would be a good fu to the to like media and Embiid and everybody who doubted him. And you know, just going out and go going and grabbing this uh, this title. I tell you what, um, Denver, if they played. Anybody besides Boston would be really tough for me to not root for. I've got a pair of Nikola Jokic socks. I've got a t-shirt. Like, I love this dude. He's awesome. Uh, I think I have a plush doll of him. You know, he's been one of my favorite non-Celtics since he's come into the league. Um, I just love it. I, I love watching the guy. He's really special. He's huge. And he's he's funny. He's easy to root for. Likeable guy. Um, And the NBA needs to really run with this opportunity to make him one of their biggest stars market the hell out of this guy um because this is a great segue there could be a time here soon sooner sooner than we all anticipate um with maybe the greatest star this game has ever seen leaving the game and the NBA is going to need Gonna need to, to lean on on new guys, right? Gonna need to lean on a new a new crowd of NBA stars. Um, you know, LeBron is the goat, dude. He's 
I, I, he's not retiring this offseason. If you think he's retiring this offseason, you don't know LeBron. You don't know his media tactics, his you know campaigning, his narratives. Um, he is the goat of basketball to me, and um, he's also the goat of like setting his creating his own narrative and like you know fueling you know people to talk about him and keep the focus on him. And it, it, it's great for business, I'm sure. LeBron's not retiring after this year. Did you see what, how fucking awesome he was in Game 7? He was awesome, okay? He was awesome. Did he pick his spots at certain points in the playoffs? Yes. Was he certainly battling a foot or an ankle? Yes. No doubt. When, when he saw the LeBron James of foot doctors um, in, at the end of the, like the final two weeks of the regular season, like, dude, he rushed back. And LeBron, once again, Credit to him, credit to his makeup, his body, his build, whatever it is. The fact that he could even persevere and push through that is saying something. It's special. It's a testament to who he is and the, you know, the level of work that he puts in keeping his body in the best shape possible. But he's not retiring. He's not retiring. Um, LeBron, for the first time also ever, I didn't think we'd ever see this, uh, like admitted that he wasn't the best player in the league. And I'm not like, like LeBron's really smart. He knows he's not. But I just never thought like he would concede like that. He said he was better than 90% of the NBA, maybe even 95. And I was like, I mean, I was thinking like probably like 98%, dude. Like, I don't know. There's maybe like eight guys I'd put ahead. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. If we quickly run through it just for fun, end of the podcast type vibes. Um, I guess... I mean, it's always it's always easy in the playoffs to like just count certain guys out. But at the end of the regular season, I probably would have gone guys ahead of LeBron, probably like Curry, KD, Embiid, Jokic, Giannis. Um, you know, you you want to put Davis probably ahead of LeBron, but also not. Nah, I can't. I can't think. There's just. I think there's inconsistencies there, and LeBron's offensive game is just so much better. Um, so I'm still putting LeBron as the best Laker, current best active Laker. Um, Tatum and Luka, yeah, I mean, it's a short list of guys who night to night throughout all the entire regular season I would have put ahead of LeBron. Um, but, you know, if, it, if it's a playoff series and it's a best of four, there's still... There's still not that many guys I want to take over LeBron. There's just not. Um, he even like tried to silence the narrative that he doesn't want to play with Bronny. Or not, not saying he doesn't want to play with Bronny, but he was like, you know, that that's my dream. But if it's not his dream, then so be it. I I'm not gonna sit here and say that. That's maybe that's probably not Bronny's life dream. His dream is probably to make it to the NBA at all costs. Um, hey, getting if you you know if your dad's still in the league, you're gonna get drafted, kid. Um, also, he's a very impressive player in his own right, and I'm excited to see him this fall at USC. Um, I think he's gonna turn a lot of heads. I think he's gonna make a lot of people question. Um, you know, I think he's gonna really. I really think he has potential to be a lottery pick next year, based off of what I've seen other scouts say, and just compared just the things I've seen. Um, that kid if nothing else can shoot the piss out of the ball and he can really defend and guess what guys in the in the league um guys who last a long time in the league can 
nowadays shoot the piss out of the ball and defend at a high level. Um, if you can defend that point guard position, you can shoot the ball. We saw, I mean, even if his, even if his uh, best case in the first couple of years is what Davion Mitchell gave at the Kings, right? Right? Like that's that's a winning player. That's somebody who is important to a team. Um, that's all Davion Mitchell did in the first round this year against the Warriors was play really hard against guys like Curry and Thompson and go on the other end and make threes when called to, you know? There's a need for guys like that. You're telling me Bronny James can't can't do that? I think he can do that. And so I think that we're going to see that come to fruition. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just don't buy too much into the the LeBron immediately after, you know, getting eliminated. Uh, don't buy too much into into that stuff, man. Um that's that's it for me, man. It's almost twelve thirty. It's almost twelve thirty. Uh I need to go read some more clueless Celtics tweets. Uh I'm it's gonna be a battle to get this up tonight. Um, but I need to get it up tonight. So I'm gonna I'm gonna post it tonight. I'm gonna post it tonight. I'm gonna edit it. I'm gonna post it tonight. I'm gonna edit it. I'm gonna post it tonight. Hey, look, man. No stats, really no notes for this one. This was all gut. This was all feel. Um Finals coming up soon. Lock in. Get ready. Um, how soon? Hopefully not very because I think the Celtics have a little bit more fight in them. Um, hey, we've got a game five in Boston on Thursday night. And at this point, as a Celtics fan, what more could you ask for? One play at a time. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time.